This is our Pacific Northwest Music. We're going to be talking to local musicians, bands, talking about their passions and why they play such awesome music. Why would I ever want to miss this? Find us on Instagram or Facebook, Our PNW Music, or our website, ourpnwmusic.com. Skagit Valley, you don't want to miss this. All right, well, hey, um, I'm just uh, getting a hold of you, Dennis Dorgan, and uh, I don't know, I guess uh, before we kind of get started on what uh, what we're calling about, uh, maybe you can kind of, uh, tell, I don't know, tell people, maybe people might know you from... Uh, you know, just being Dennis Dorgan or what else maybe, maybe the listeners might know you from. Yeah, well, um, if you're from Skagit County, you probably know me, um, or Whatcom County, I suppose. You probably know me from Whiskey Fever, uh, Jack Manningly with Whiskey Fever. Uh, played played guitar with them for uh, close to five years, I think a little over five years. Um, yeah. Um, and then um, before that, I was playing in some other bands and more importantly, and uh concrete high school pep band <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> world renowned yeah that's cool that's good uh boy hey, uh you know we're just kind of doing this random thing i don't know i guess i guess there's a feeling uh right now um that i'm kind of getting from a lot of people that i see on social media and it just kind of it's almost like i feel like i'm back in in you know middle school grade school high school uh with my my time these days uh with, with the stay home uh thing in effect and it's like i kind of almost feel like just sitting around and listening to an album and, and it really uh christine actually thought of this idea of doing this uh podcast about you know just kind of finding out you know what was that to you when you were younger but well it's really funny you mentioned middle school that um that record i, I one of the records i posted about um was one of the first that really grabbed me um, just by the sound of it, um, this band called Motion City Soundtrack. Um, uh, my my friend gave me a mix CD when we were at a uh, we were doing a car wash to raise money to uh, to build a concrete skate park, and uh, the uh, one of these songs came on, and I was just I was just I love the sound. I was like, well, who's this band? And he uh, he told me told me about him and, and gave me a gave me this this mixed CD. It was called uh, Reese's Pieces and Golden Candy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just written on, on there with Sharpie. And, uh, man, I sat in my room and, and I would, we, we would, um, we'd be washing cars, listening to that music. And that was, that was kind of the, that was the feel good mixed CD of the summer. Um, I know you guys were hoping for some vinyl, something physical, but, um, there wasn't a lot in the way of vinyl for me growing up, but that that CD um, was was something I really got into. And then from there, I mean, I don't know if you remember this, LimeWire was kind of the big thing, and that's kind of how I got into music. Was was uh, was kind of like being a bad boy, kind of tired and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just to be honest, yeah, <laughs> gotta come clean. I think there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people that did that. I think uh, you know, I commend you for mentioning that because uh, you know, I think I would imagine most people did you know early 2000s or whatever it was and um you know just that that's just kind of that's just kind of what people did to find music and, and man uh, to, depending on your age is like 
oh what i can get all this stuff for free <laughs> you know yeah well when i was when i was 12 my my uh a really close friend of mine nathaniel martin um son of bruce martin pastor of assembly god uh like he he was always really generous and kept me in a computer and my neighbor uh ran a ethernet cable from his house into mine i would lived up in the apartments up by thompson <laughs> avenue i don't know if you're are you from concrete Rudy? no but i know the area yeah, yeah anyway um anyway uh the uh yeah it, it was we we're we we're getting food from the food bank and i didn't have 20 bucks to spend on a record you know um but i just had this immense appetite um my dad always had stuff on and uh he, he got sick of me playing along to the records in the living room so I kind of had to, <laughs> kind of had to hide back in my room, <laughs> listen to him with yeah, my headphones so, on, trying to figure him out. <laughs> and not only were you uh, pirating off of LimeWire, but you were pirating your internet too. Yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, I think I, good, I, you know what's funny? I actually, um, I think at the time, I can't, I, I didn't have like steady work. There was a, there was a for a while the Red Cedar Inn right next door. And I remember when I was a, I was one, a little later when I was a freshman in high school and I actually did, um, I gave my neighbor a little bit of money that I made from that, like off of tips to, to pay for nice. the internet. Just bringing oh, back good. funny what memories. A, what a good yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, kind of pull out, uh, you know, you talked about the, the one album, um, interesting that you're, that you're, you're downloading most of your music. Um, was there anything else that, that, you know, that you picked out as a full album. I mean, I, I guess it would be kind of weird. Um, you know, we've talked with some of the folks and, um, you know, kind of talking about the fact that you almost don't experience a full album sometimes when you download off the internet. Yeah. For, well, for me, it was, was more of a, um, since, since, uh, I moved from LimeWire to something called uTorrent and people would actually put, um, discographies of, of, uh, of bands and I would, I would research them on websites like Wikipedia and just um, dig into bands that way. Um, just as I discovered them organically, just like anybody would. And, uh, and just, just, it, you know, it is, it is kind of, I mean, <laughs> looking back, I, I kind of regret it, you know, and I try to try to be, um, try to be more conscious, conscious with how I, uh, um, with how I support support local artists and stuff um nowadays you know not you're not looking for uh well you're not looking for the lazy acres record on you know um on uh torrent or something right right no it's it's times have changed and and you know like i said we were all there so it's not 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 to worry um yeah i think uh statute of limitations is, is past you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well that's all fine. Um, i think this is this is binding this is incriminating evidence right <laughs> yeah, you are recorded, sir. Hi, Dennis. Um, as we all know, music is an unspoken language. So I want you to give me a narrative of what of your one of your favorite albums and what it says to you. There, that that record um, in particular. Um, Which name the record again? The, it, it's this this uh, particular record when I, was, I I listened to it a lot in middle school. Um, it's called uh, "Commit This to Memory" by uh, Motion City Soundtrack. Uh, it was one of the first records with um, with reference um, 
sorry to bring it down. I, lo- I lost my brother around that time to suicide. Mm. And that was, uh, um, that, that, uh, record kind of, there's a, um, there's a song on that. That's where I'm here. Uh, not, <laughs> okay. we'll use uh, it. yeah, I'll have to edit there's it. A, uh, there's this, uh, song on there and it's like, let's get messed up and die. Um, and it's just mm-hmm. like about drinking your life away, you know? Um, and that was just, it was just, uh, it was just kind of cathartic for me, just knowing that I wasn't alone, you know, cause it seemed, well, I don't know, it seemed like there wasn't anybody, um, there wasn't anybody in my community that had been affected so closely with that as, as I had at that time. Um, even though, even though my, my friends were, were, uh, really generous and, uh, you know, came to services and were really supportive of me. It, it still was like really kind of like, what, why did this happen to me? Like, why, you know, even though, you know, everything's about you at that age, but, um, sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, just knowing that, um, it, it's just this outlet for, um, this kind of angst that, that there isn't really another, another source to, uh, to funnel that through. Um, I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't cooking for myself at the time, you know, like certain things like that, you know, it wasn't, there wasn't any like other meaningful art that I was taking in, you know, I didn't, didn't really get painting and stuff, you know, um, so that, that, um, pouring myself into, into sound and, um, just listening to, to someone else's narrative was just a really cool way to kind of, um, consider other perspectives, I think. I think that's a really, really interesting uh, perspective. Uh, you know, there there would be some, uh, there would be some people. I wouldn't say a lot of people because I don't know the exact number, but uh, there would be some people that would say like, uh, maybe they would hear that song separately from hearing you talk about it, and they might say like, "Oh, let's get messed up and die." Um, that would be like a, a, you know, like, oh, we have to th- this this let's 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 silence that. This shouldn't be because this is going to offend people or whatever. And and here, you know, it, it almost sounds like it helped you. Yeah, well, I, I, it it's uh, it's to this kind of it's to this kind of happy tune, and and it, it is a little bit of a little bit of irony, you know. Um, and I think I think it's around that age. I mean, it came to me at the right time in life um, where I appreciated that kind of thing. Um. And I, I think, I think that's a, that's kind of a beautiful alchemy where you can turn, turn that feeling and share that. And, and I, I'm a firm believer, you know, we, we all have similar struggles and I think you, when you share those things, um, sometimes you think it would, like, it's, it's a bummer. Like it's a, it's a bummer to drop that thing. And I'm sure not a lot of people know that about me, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, when, when you share those things, it actually, you know, it, it helps it, it, uh, it, it makes a little, little lighter when everybody knows, like, Oh, like that's why Dennis is so anxious sometimes, you know, like it, it's, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's, a, it's like a beautiful avenue. You can, you can take that bad, that negative feeling, put it out there. And just by sake of sharing it with your community, it, it makes, brings everybody closer together. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that story. And, uh, you know, I, I it's totally on a different level. And so I, I hate to even try to compare, but, um, it is interesting that um, you know when you talk about how music can can almost help you through uh, maybe maybe help narratives or whatever. Um, 
maybe even sometimes the music itself can, and I'm not talking about the lyrics alone, but um, I, I can remember my grandpa passed away, or I guess he, I guess he didn't pass away. He had had a massive heart attack and whatnot, mm. but I thought he had passed away. And uh, man, I was, gosh, was I probably 12 or 13? And we had these huge speakers in my house. Uh, they were they were low quality, but they were the old school, just huge speakers. And we could just mm. crank that thing. We turned it up to ten, you know. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you know, I, I remember cranking um, "Girls, Girls, Girls" with Motley Crue, <laughs> and I used to listen to a lot of their albums. But man, when you hear those motorcycles um, just mm-hmm. cranking. And I wasn't into motorcycles at all, but it just—it was something almost completely different than what my mind was thinking at the time, and it really pulled me out of it. And then the mm-hmm. music starts in, and just really—I mean, it didn't have anything to do with the lyrics. It was just more the music. Well, and that—that—that that, that amount of energy in that song, also. I mean, that chorus hits—you know—the way that the, the way they shout that chorus is just—it's just like, hey, let's dance, you know. And it, and it kind of exactly. takes you out of it. What? Who cares what the lyrics are about? But the the sound is there, right? Yeah, well, and that's coming from a guitarist. Oh, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was only kidding. <laughs> well, 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 it's funny. I, I, uh, I mean, I've always um, lyrics have kind of always been what what draws me, and I'm always kind of pouring over those. But um, sometimes it is good to remember that that sound. You know, um, my my friend had a growing up. Um, they were from Snohomish, which is where my my folks were from down down south. And uh, they moved up to concrete, and they had this uh, house by the airport, and we could be as loud as we wanted. And they had this big, tall room, and uh, it meant the reverb in that room sounded so good. And they had this had an old tube amp, and it was the first time I ever played tube amp. And that thing got so loud. Uh, he had a '65 uh, Fender Mustang as his brother's guitar, um, and man, it was just when you crank that thing up, and you know around the big muff or whatever and you know it, it was just like the whole room was just full of this sound you'd be playing drums and we would just like just fill up that room and and that was a really it's a really physical experience not as you know not not just being you know the ring of the cymbals you know kick drum like having that and that really kind of um that really kind of gets you addicted to that kind of that percussive you know feeling of actually playing music if you're you know, if you're into playing it, but I mean, even playing music on a, on those speakers, same thing. You kind of get that, you get that feeling. Yeah, it's funny. You know, you're talking about uh, percussion, but I don't know why. I just I was kind of flashing back to uh, um, Back to the Future when uh, Michael J. Fox <laughs> plugs in the guitar and this in this you know new age speaker and stuff, and he gets blown out. And I, I don't oh, know why yeah. I was imagining that. <laughs> oh yeah, with guitar especially. Um, with with feedback, I mean, you can you can get some amazing sounds and totally unique sounds that you can't really they're 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 really hard to recreate. So I I I remember getting some feedback sounds that really like they tickle your ear in a way that that's unlike um, just the jangle of a regular guitar um, to me anyway. Like I was I was really into Hendrix and and uh, all those guys too, and they you know uh, Pete Townsend. Um, was someone who used feedback on stage also and not to the same degree, but, <laughs> or antics, but yeah. Um, just the, just that idea was, was really, that, that it was a, that it was an organic, um, like mathematical 
just this just mishmash of, of lovely sciences and and art and um and the way the way it just fills your yeah um it's it's really hard to um to recreate it's just in that time yeah and then there'd be some more traditional guitarists that would say that the you know the feedback is just covering up mistakes <laughs> i like that you know it's funny how people can listen to one thing and and uh you know multiple people can come up with a different perspective on it and um I'm with you on it. I think it's just it's so amazing, and um, you actually know how to play it. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe those other guitarists I've heard talk about it are just they don't know what they're talking about. No, I, I you know I think there's um I, I that's that's one thing I think it's all about taste, and some people are in it for for the tradition of music, um, and they think it's competition or you know when you know this guy's better than this guy, and you know all you gotta listen to you listen to this band first and then this one, but it's, it's always like that, you know, it's what grabs you. How do you like to listen to music? Do you do it when you wash the dishes or, you know, me, I'm just, you know, cutting wood at the mill and singing my heart out, <laughs> you know, like that's, that's, I, I like to participate. I like to be part of it. Kind of, you know, like singing along in church or something. Absolutely. Oh, and it was interesting too, when you're talking about percussions, uh, I think honestly, like, I don't know if you're from an era, uh, uh, I don't know era, but uh, an, maybe some of your influences might have come from rap as well. And I, I think uh, you know that's something I could relate to when you were talking mm-hmm. about the percussions, as, as uh, uh, you know, all the bass drums and and that, the kick drums and stuff in 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 that music as well. Because uh, you know, I in, in in the bass licks or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, that. I think it's easy. Uh, I don't know. Maybe 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 the percussion was the first instrument too, right? So maybe that's why I'm drawn to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. There's there's uh there's something about and and the way they're mixed in those records to to really thump. You know, there's that that loudness war that happened uh, during that during that rise. I'm not I'm not an expert in in hip hop by any means, but um, but that was the there was there was that that like whoever's playing music the loudest is kind of you know that's there was that race to get those to get that feeling. What album would be the soundtrack to your life and why? Mm. You know, like, like you said, it's, it's it, uh, um, there's, uh, there's so many records that throughout the years and they kind of, they kind of change what they mean to you as you go on through your life. Um, but, uh, this one recently, um, there was, um, there's this record, by this band called the Weaker Vans, uh, called Reconstruction Site, um, and it it kind of spans a nice. Um, it's got it's it's got a good um, cyclical um, story that it tells. Uh, it opens up with this song called Manifest that has this this theme, and there's you know it's it's got these horns blaring, and um, and then early in the record there's um the the next songs like the um the uh, main lyric um i'm so glad that you exist is kind of the uh, what rings out from that and then goes on to tell about how he was a little boy at a wedding and then um and then later in the record it kind of develops that his uh his mother was in the hospital and um and in the middle of the smack dab in the middle of the record there's a, a reprisal of that first song but it's got a it's got a really low key, um, uh, kind of, 
uh, what would you call it? Um, like a melancholy vibe. And then, um, the record develops from there. And then, uh, talking about the small town he's from and that sort of thing, one great city and at the end. Um, uh, it's called past due and it's, uh, um, song about, um, losing somebody, you know, and, and, uh, but, but the rest of the rap, the record throughout it, it supports this, um, that, that main theme reconstruction, um, because of the right when that, that beautiful, the final song, which is a reprisal again of the first and song in the middle of the album. Uh, once those are finished, you're right back, you're right back at the horns again. And it, you, you just want to, and this is with streamings lately. I mean, I, I, I've been listening with those mostly. It'd be like listening on a CD player if in your car. Um, it just goes right back to the first one. And um, and a lot, there's a lot of records like that that just kind of, I won't, I won't listen to them one time. I'll listen to them three times. Because um, yeah. sometimes on the second listen is when those, you know, when those middle songs kind of jump out at you. And then around the third time, you're like, really, you're really ready for those, um, those really heavy hitters, you know? Um, and that, that album was, was with me. I, I, I was recommended by a friend and, and then, uh, I tried to find it and I, I, it just, I totally, totally missed it. Um, typed it into my phone and, and just typed the wrong thing or something. I don't know. I, but for some reason I missed it. And then, uh, later a podcast recommended it and, uh, a wonderful podcast. I don't know if you you advertise other podcasts on here oh absolutely what is it nice wholesome podcast but um and then uh the um i, I got into that album when i was just like i was just down the dumps like suicidal um and uh i don't know i just encourage you know anybody if they're feeling like that um to just i mean there's so many things that turn to but um just don't just don't know that you're not alone you know, a lot of people have been through that. Um, anyway, I don't know. I didn't mean to <laughs> hop on a soapbox there, but. Well, it's important to um, maybe also point out that um, that maybe, you know, when, when somebody's going through some hard times like what you're describing, that uh, just one avenue isn't the right way and you know if they mm. if you know so you know maybe talking to people obviously is is probably a good thing and um you know friends or friendship or relationships um but but music can can really do that and obviously you pointed that out so i, I like that it yeah music is is uh it there's there's a lot of catharsis to be had in it and um and i think there and it is it's just kind of there's innumerable ways you know that it, uh, the things that it could mean to anyone and just you know just like people it's it's uh it's just it's just art it's just the best <laughs> just love it we well, just love it we just love it we want yeah you know, want more of it keep it coming <laughs> right on absolutely you keep making it um, oh yeah well i'm kind of curious did christine mention uh that you are a ben gibbard fan yeah, actually, um, yeah, uh, I uh, that was another record from when I was in middle school that came out. Um, I think two thousand three, um, uh, "Give Up" by the Postal Service, um, and that kind of that set the tone for 
all of those mid 2000s MySpace bands that I liked. Um, there were so many <laughs> bands that were influenced by that record. And of course, Death, Death Cat for Cutie also. Um, and actually, that's that's been more in like recent years. Um, I really loved Postal Service, but I never knew it was really funny. I never knew that it was the same person because I just never listened to Death Cab. And then I like, and gosh, it must have been must have been college. I started listening to Death Cab for Cutie, and I was just like, just like, whoa, like this is the guy from Postal Service. <laughs> Let me away. <laughs> that's cool. He's married yeah. to Zoe Deschanel. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and he has ties to the Northwest too, right? Yeah, Bremerton. Is he from, Bellingham? He's from Bremerton. Oh, Bremerton. He went to he went to he went to school at Western in Bellingham. He's a very Northwest minded person. I, th- I think he's up, back up here again. Uh, I'm not sure, but great, great songwriter. Yeah, so uh, just kind of curious about that album. Then um, you know, just kind of continue that. Um, I don't know that that album to me just almost seems. I don't know, maybe I'm thinking more lyrically, but just completely different than the ones you already mentioned. Uh, what what kind of sticks out about Postal Service? Hmm. That 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 record I I've got the I've got the physical record right here. I, I that was that was something a couple of years ago that um I, I got back into and I, I started listening to it while I was drinking my coffee, getting up in the morning, I get up real early to work at the mill. When I lived in Bellingham I um I had a long drive, so I would go out and make coffee and kind of start my day slow. Um, uh, there's a lot of like with that record, uh, the un- like unrequited love um, is something that um, has always interested me, you know. Um, and uh, you kind of got you've got this guy who's, you know, all, all, all of these. It, it it's kind of like you're stuck. I don't know listening to the lyrics of that that record this place is right. a prison uh um yeah sleeping in you know it just sounds sounds like a depressed you know north northwest record <laughs> yeah i like that uh uh well right on man well i, I just I, what are you doing now what what you know this is uh weird times and um i know uh you know we had we had chatted um about some things uh earlier you know, in well, I guess it was New Year's Eve uh, yeah. when I saw yeah. you last. And uh, what do you what are you doing now musically? Well, um, I've been uh, like I recently moved to Mount Vernon, um, and I've been I've been writing music um, since then. You know, I've always I felt like an imposter, you know, um, just because that's that's something Bob Dylan and Tom Petty, you know, that's something those those guys, John Prine, you know, rest in peace. Um, I've been listening to him a lot lately um, since his passing. Um, but um, when you listen to guys like that, if you compare yourself to guys like that, you're never gonna you're never gonna put stuff out. But um, that's what's that's what's really hard for me. It's like I'm always scared to I'm always scared that people won't like the stuff. But at, at this point, I'm just gonna um, I've been writing songs. And I'm just gonna be putting them together um, eventually. Um, make my way down to Seattle and get them recorded when we can do that sort of thing again. But um, for now I'm working on demos with my roommate. Um, we've got a, we've got a little place that's just, just our own. Um, you know where he works and nobody else uses it. So we just go there and, and make some noise by the, by Sierra Pacific mill. And uh, we'll be, um, we're, we're working on like a, like an album. Uh, eventually we're going to be releasing a, a single 45 called uh, 
um, I'm not sure what we're going to call it at this point even, but the, but the project's called new brother. Um, I mentioned I lost my brother, my roommate oh, lost his, yeah. um, and, uh, but it's also on the other end, you know, it's not, it's not just, it's not just losing, you know, losing the brother, but it's, it's, um, it's the family you find in other places. Um, like I mentioned, Daniel Martin, like their, their whole family is like family to me. And, um, and man, I, I could, I could go on forever about, you know, the, the people in the community that let me in. It takes a village, they say, to raise a boy. And, uh, and that was definitely the case for me. Um, so I, I, it's just about, it's just about, you know, found family and, and just what we're grateful for. Um, even, even through all those, those hard times. Well, um, you know, I don't know what style of music you're playing, um, with new brother, but, uh, you know, I hope I'd love talking to you and uh, I know Christine does and man, I sure would love to get you in the studio once things kind of calm down or, or maybe, maybe calm down is the wrong word. Maybe (laughs) ramp up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. uh, So hopefully we can maybe sit down in studio sometime and play some music and, and chat. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to do that. Yeah. And, and you guys are, um, you guys are always so kind. Um, Christine was, was, uh, was always a smiling face out there. She always had a hug for you. You know, she'd come out to listen to your shows and I was thinking you, I mean, like you were always like, you're always like, smiling. I was always so nice to see you. Like I always felt more comfortable, you know, seeing, seeing you out there and, and just, just knowing that there was someone who cared about you out in the audience. So, um, it's, it's really cool what you guys are doing with this podcast. Well, man, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, um, it takes one to know one, you know, you, you, uh, you, you've certainly been that person to me as well. And I, I want to point that out because, uh, you know, you, sometimes you can, you can look around a crowd and, uh, you know, you can see a lot of, uh, people maybe that aren't there for the same reasons. And, um, I don't know, I could just always tell that, uh, that, that you and I were, were kind of connected that way and just, uh, you know, uh, it's a good person to know. So I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, Rudy. That's really sweet of you. Okay, well, uh, just want to say welcome to the show. Uh, maybe you sure. could announce who you are and how folks around the area might know you. Okay, well, my name is Chuck Dinjay, and I'm a musician. I, I play in a couple of different bands. I have uh, a band called The Walrus, which is a pretty popular classic rock band. It's a five-piece band. Um, our website is tusktusk.com. And um, you know we, we have been playing all over the all over the Pacific Northwest um, had a, had a very busy summer lined up, but not happening mostly <laughs> this summer. Um, yeah. Um, and then I also have a, a, a duo that I play with. Uh, it's called free harmony and that's freeharmonyband.com. Um, and uh, it's a woman named Sharon Mason that I sing with. Uh, and sometimes we do a trio with a, with a, with a violin player or, or a bass player or, or a percussionist. And sometimes we expand it a little bit more and have a quartet or so, whatever. But it's basically the the, the duo is is the core of it, and we we do a lot of harmonies um, and sing a lot of uh, classic rock uh, and classic folk rock sort of things, and uh, have a lot of a lot of fun with it. Uh, we also have some original songs. We're in the middle of recording an album, so that's going to be fun too. Uh, so that's probably how people know me. I also play solo uh, quite a lot. Uh, my last name is D-I-N-G-E-E. Uh, it's Chuck Dinjay. And, um, and I play a lot of solo shows. I'm actually doing a lot of shows on Facebook Live these days. 
Um, and, um, and I think Christine, Kristen is, has, uh, Christine has, um, has pr- featured me last week, I think on her, um, on her live show, live stream, uh, Skagit breaking, uh, column. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's great, man. Those live shows have been pretty cool. Um, you know, they're, they're not, uh, they're not, I don't know. It's just different, isn't it? For sure. Well, that, <laughs> I mean, obviously for you, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know for the listener too. I mean, I, you know, you can go to a live show and it just, uh, it's not, it's not the same for either. Uh, man, yeah, it's just so different. But I, they have been cool though, and I appreciate that you're doing them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, we're doing something where we're kind of talking about albums, and uh, it's a, it's it's different times like we were talking about, and so people are kind of. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they're going back to the roots. I myself uh, has been um, just consuming music in a different way, and I know as we look back, we you know a lot of people used to kind of sit around and, and listen to almost an album all the way from the start to the finish, and uh, I don't know, sort of a lost art maybe. But uh, is true, that something yeah. you can remember doing? Sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I I, I spent a lot of time uh, on listening to albums either by myself with headphones or. Or uh, you know, in a in a you know, get together. Hey, let's let's get together and listen to this new album. You know, and, and we'd actually uh-huh. sit down and actually listen to it. And you know, once in a while, people would start talking. You know, here and there, but but mostly we'd be listening to the album rather than you know having it on as background. And 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 there were, there were a lot of albums that were meant to be listened to as a whole album. And that was you know those are some of my favorite albums. I love that. That's great. Well, I know it can be kind of tough, but um, can you pull one of those out and kind of talk about it? Sure. Well, of course, uh, I think the one that sticks out the most is Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon album. Um, you know, that's a very popular album. And it's, you know, it, it doesn't, when you play the album, it doesn't really have any or, or very, very little um, uh, space in between the tracks. And they're kind of meant to be, it's, it's, it, it's, it's meant to be a, uh, uh, played as one one long piece. Uh, in fact, I actually saw Pink Floyd um, uh, live in Chicago at the Auditorium Theater, which is where the symphony plays, about a year before that album came out. And they were previewing that album, but they didn't call it Dark Side of the Moon, and they didn't, you know, they didn't have all the different songs. They just played it as one piece, and they handed out a lyric that said, and, and the title of it was called Eclipse, colon, uh, A Piece for Assorted Lunatics. And then each <laughs> song, each song was numbered, you know, just like one, two, three, four. So it wasn't really, um, you know, it wasn't done as if it was a, you know, a, a bunch of different songs that was, that they slapped together. It was done as one piece. Um and so that was kind of, you know, that's the way I've always looked at that album is, you know, uh, I, I don't, you know, I mean, I still obviously you'd want to play once in a while, play a song off of that album, but, but I like the idea of listening to that whole album, you know, because it was just done as a, as a project that, you know, was meant to be listened to as, as a one piece. That's interesting that you said that about the one song. Let's let's take a second and, and pull it out sure. because um, that's something that's weird to me. When an album 
was sort of, you know was built basically to listen to the whole album together and it's really weird that uh that you mentioned that it's e- it can be easy to pull one of those songs out and i know that they they played some of those songs on the radio when it was released as well i would assume and uh sure. how do you think they did that and what were some of the songs you pulled out that you liked more on the album well um i think probably probably the one that that sticks out to me is uh well we we play we played the song money in in the walrus um, you know, the, uh, that, that was probably the biggest hit off that album. It's just, it's just kind of weird to think about that, that it's built that way. And then you're able to pull songs out and it's, it's cool. And, and it's different at the same time, because I mean, do you know anybody that's, that's really building an album these days, uh, like that? Um, yeah, not really. Um, uh, not that I, that I know of, uh, for sure. Um, but I know, if, you know, there, there's some other albums that came out around, you know, uh, back back in the day that were similar. And of course, Abbey Road, um, you know, that felt felt like an album that was meant to be, especially side two of Abbey Road, you know, which is, you know, there's a, a bunch of the songs that are in a medley um, that that are rarely taken out of context. You know, I, I never, I, it, uh, you know, the 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 side two medley is is you know even though they're listed as different songs you 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 never hear uh mean mr mustard or or uh, she came in through the bathroom window without the other songs attached to it because they just flow right from one to the other hmm. it's so weird because you know you talk about side two and um yeah i would assume yeah. there's a lot of people that really can't grasp that i mean they can but at the same time it's like do you really understand that? You know, I yeah. mean, are you talking about a record? <laughs> yeah, you had to flip it over. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's funny. You know, and I and I grew up with the Beatles, um, but as CDs, you know, and so there was none of that even then. Yeah. Well, and, and even Sergeant Pepper was was meant as an album concept. You know, it was it was a it was a it was a it was a concept album. You know, and um, the 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 opening song about you know Sergeant Pepper and, and then they come back and reprise it at the very end, you know um, is you know it's, it's a, that's a cool thing. I don't know why I think about um, Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever. Uh, we had the CD and uh, and I don't know if you had that or if you had the album or whatever, but uh, you know and it says uh, halfway through and it says hello CD listeners. If you're hearing this, this is the part of the the tape or record where you have to turn it to the other side or something like that. It's kind of a cool way to yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah. transition into that new world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. And Todd Rundgren had a couple of albums too that were all um, uh, all all the songs streamed together. In fact, I remember uh, one of his albums. I think it was called um, what the heck was the name of that album? Uh, uh, Todd Rundgren's. Uh, I think it was might have been something anything. Uh, I could be wrong about that one. No, no, it was the name of the album was. Um, oh, geez, it's it's not something anything. It's another one of his his albums, but but all the songs you know, went right into each other, and the way it went from side one to side two was the uh, a song just like kind of like ended like it sounded like it was ending right in the middle of the song, and you flip it over and you put it on and it starts again right there <laughs> mm. you know uh so so that was kind of an interesting concept there um yeah. another another uh, one of my favorite concept albums that's not quite as popular um uh is an album 
called uh, is by a group called Paul Winter, Paul Winter Consort, um, and it's it's an album called Common Ground. And what what he did with that was he he did a similar thing where all the songs kind of went right from one to the other and seamlessly translated, but he used he used uh, different animal sounds like the sound you know the sound of an eagle or the sound of a um, a whale or, or, or wolves that that he incorporated in the music. And it was really a, a really a great album, one of my favorite albums. Um, but uh, it's not one of the you know blockbuster selling albums, but it's album worth looking at. Uh, it's called Common Ground by Paul Winter. Uh, I re- highly recommend mm-hmm. that one. Um, and of course, uh, uh, another one of my favorite rock albums that was also another album that went each song. It was kind of meant to be an album. Was an album called the Twelve Dreams of Doctor Sardonicus uh, by Spirit. Mm. Um, and uh, that was a great album. And, yeah, and and another one of my favorite uh, classic rock albums that was again uh, uh, an album that you know was really meant to be listening listened to as, as one album is is um, it's a beautiful day. Uh, it was their first album. So a group. The name of the band was It's a Beautiful Day, and the name of the album was It's a Beautiful Day. It was their first album, <laughs> um, and um, you know it's. Each song was, you know, at least seven or ten or twelve minutes long. I mean, they're not they're not short songs, um, and uh, you know, but they were they're great. You know, they had a great um, uh, kind of a psychedelic album. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm kind of wondering. You know, you seem to you seem to know a lot of these albums uh, that that flow this way. And uh, is this something that uh, that you've have you sat down and listened to these albums recently, all the way from start to finish? Just kind of curious. Um, it's been a while since I've done that. Although I, the other day I did put on put on the Common Ground album and listen to it uh, all the way through. And and um, and I occasionally, uh, I think more often. Um, listen to uh, the Pink Floyd Dark Side of the Moon or or the uh or the Twelve Dreams of Dr. Dr. Sardonicus. You know, there are also some albums um Pink Floyd put out an album called Metal M E D D L E. Um and there's a couple of other albums really where where they'd have, you know, a bunch of songs on one side of the album but side two was just one song. Um that 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 just went for the whole album. Uh, the whole side of the album anyway. Um, and that was, the song was called echoes, uh, on, on the metal album. And there's another album that they put out called Adam Hart mother. That was a, a, a symphony. Uh, they, they got a symphony orchestra to, to play with them. And, uh, that was one complete side of the album was one song called Adam Hart mother mm-hmm. suite. So, yeah. So, uh, there was a lot of albums that, that had one side of it that were, that was just, you know, meant to be played as, and it only had one song on the whole album, on the whole side of the album. I mean, they weren't yeah. listed as separate songs. Yeah. I kind of wonder, uh, as you mentioned that with the symphony, um, you know, there's some there's some different styles of music too that that probably did this as well. Um, you know, you think about soundtracks or um, you know musical type uh, sure. movies well, or, of course, or whatnot. Of course, if if you get a, a an album with the uh, you know Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, 
Yeah. <laughs> the whole album is that, you know, or something, or the whole side of the album, anyway. We had yeah. the Phantom of the Opera as a kid too, as a CD. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember, I remember playing that all the way through, and it was all musical. Uh, you yeah, know, no, just I should say, just music, you know. Yeah, sure, it's great. I, mean, I also, you know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> of course, the radio station is not going to be able to play it, but yeah. uh, you know, because sometimes we like to pick some of these songs out and play them as as we as we're talking. But um, you know, one thing I I can relate to as well was in in my in my youth when I used to listen to rap, and um, there's quite a few rap albums too that do that as well. It's just kind of fun how it's not just strictly to that one genre. Sure, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man, Chuck. I really appreciate your time. This has been a fun conversation. I, you know, I it's something that uh, it's unique because we've talked to a few people about this, and and nobody's really pulled out that same thing that you did with uh, with with uh, I don't know listening as a um, continuous album like that. That's really cool. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, uh, I enjoyed talking to you. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, Chuck. All right. You bet. Thanks for listening to our Pacific Northwest music. Hope you enjoyed it. Check us out next week. Thanks so much to our friends, Jack Mattingly and the Whiskey Fever. That was the track you heard at the start. And here it is again. Wouldn't want to miss this off the album Oceans of Trouble. Go check it out. They're from Cedro Wood. Ooh, you wouldn't want to miss this.